You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in the relentless pursuit of what you want most in life. In this episode number 67, we are going on a cringe fest here, at least for me. And I'm looking at one of my very first speeches, at least just the introduction and maybe some main points. Maybe we'll go to the end, see how much time we have left. Um... And because I really wanted to look back, I wanted to look at my first speech ever, but I couldn't, can't find the footage. And that's really um, disturbing because <laughs> that's footage I should have. So I'll see if maybe I can find the footage and do something in a next, um, in, a, in a later episode with my very first speech. But for right now, we're looking at the earliest speech I have that I actually have all the footage for. And this was Classical Academy High School, February 6, 2015. Tina. Oh boy. This is this is gonna this is gonna be fun. <laughs> I was 17 years old um at this time. And we are just gonna look through and I'm gonna see what I did then and what I can learn from it looking back now, so many years later, giving hundred over you know, hundreds of over a hundred speeches versus the maybe five or six that I given before this. So this is like my uh, seventh speech. Um, and it was my third time giving this exact speech. And so this is still very new in terms of actually giving it. So this is also going to be on YouTube. So I'll have a link in the show notes at communicatewithconfidencepodcast.com if you want to just head over and actually watch this happening. Um, if you're here on YouTube, hi, hello, great to see you. That way you can actually see me speak as well because that's just a, such an important part of this is seeing me, is seeing my speak and then seeing you know what I would do to correct that. So without further ado, let's just get into it. And so, and then first of all, just production-wise, if you're going to actually film um, your speech, there's some things that I, that, well, again, this is my brother, but not to blame him, he was, what, 16? He was 15. He filmed and edited this for me. So he was brand new at filming and editing, and we had a cheap camera, and we ended up doing this. So first note is you definitely want, like, some music or something, you know, to bring people in when you have this text because I have a text here and it just says Classical Academy High School, February 6th. Yo, it's boring. And you want some like music in there over the text. So you want to see like where it is and what okay. time it is. And you always want to bring you in either in the introduction. So you want someone to introduce you and then that's where you cut it or you cut it when everyone's applauding. You want to always bring in the video if it's a video of you speaking and if it's a full video, you want it to bring in the applause of people um, welcoming you on stage. So you always want, that's a mistake we made here in that it just looks like I'm, I just starts with me just standing up there speaking. Also, what I'm wearing is kind of awful, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. I didn't really grow a fashion uh, bone until, you know, a couple years later. So let's just get it. Let's just watch this. Let's just back it up a little bit. Okay, we're going to start from the beginning. Okay. Okay. So all the take a deep breath, relax. I don't want you to look around. Just take a look. Look at your friends behind you, in front of you. Go ahead. Look at some of these faces. Okay, I'm going to pause it right there. Um, so here's the difference between my speech here and then my speech now. So just to give you a difference of the way it is evolved. So in here, I basically just said, okay, let's just take a deep breath. Okay, now look around. And it was very, it's not powerful. It's not confident. It's just not, 
it's not what I, you know, I want to portray is, is credibility. And so what I do now is instead of just, well, you know, I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. I say, okay, I want you to do two things for me. Promise, promise you give me two things, right? I give them, I get them active. I get them nodding. I get them, you know, smiling, you know, joking around, whatever. I say, okay, first thing, first thing, very easy, very easy. I just want you to take a nice deep breath with me. I get them all to take a nice deep breath. I go, <sighs> And I breathe, you make sure it's very loud and audible. I get everyone to take a breath with me, get them engaged right from the start. So they're already doing what I'm telling them to do. That's a very important, critical to get them, um, the audience engaged in the very first few minutes to get them participating in the speech and to have them be active um, and get them used to doing what you tell them to do. So at the end, they're they're doing something much bigger. You're leading them, you're telling them, you're telling them the audience to do something and then you give them something bigger to do and then you give them something bigger to do. And finally at the end, you're called to action, you're giving them the main thing that you want them to do. And so it's very important to get them engaged from it from the start so you can build them up over the course of that 45 minutes. And so here, right, I just went, you know, blah, 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 blah. So instead, right, I go, okay, first thing, take a deep breath, I get them all engaged with me. I say, okay, second thing, very easy. I want you to just look around look at the people around you and i give them like maybe five seconds seven seconds or so and then i and then i bring back their attention like, oh hey that's enough that's enough okay come on back to me and that's and that's something i that was a risk in the beginning i was like wait a minute how am i gonna get their attention back because i i tell them to turn away their attention from me and it's just it's it's um sometimes with some audience it's more difficult to grab back their attention but i've just done it so much i've gotten good at being like okay 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 let's focus back on me but it's very very you know authoritative with that it's like okay focus back on me now not being afraid to say look at me so let's just see what i do here yeah yeah say hi Look, okay. Oh, and if you're watching this, just you could see. Okay, now cut the conversation. But you might have noticed I'm... something. We're all teens here. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, this is so. I hate watching myself speak. I hate it so much. I hate. I hate this. Oh my gosh! So if you're watching this, I just. Oh, I just gave like a little swagger. Like we're all teens here. Oh, I'm cool. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, I can't. I'm not even thirty seconds in, and I'm so, already. I just want to shut down my computer and just throw away this file. Okay, let's just keep going. Okay. We're all high school age students, and we all have stuff in common. We all get what each other's going through most, for the most part. And so here's an important thing. So I, this was my intro when I was a teenager. I could say, I'm a teenager just like you. That was a huge selling point for me, is that I'm a teenager. I know how to speak. I have this experience. I can do things for your school, for your event. And that was a huge selling point for me. Once I turned 20, I could no longer say I'm a teenager. So I actually had to change my intro. And that's part of where I, you know, I gave the two steps. Um, because I just, I had to change things up because I could not say I'm a teenager anymore. I stretched for that for as long as I could and I just couldn't say it anymore. So, um, that's one thing. So I was 17. I could say I'm a teenager. You're a teenager. We're alike. And then we go into this next bit. We understand the struggles that each other's going through for the most part. Also, if you're watching this, I know I'm pausing this so often. My mic handling is terrible. I write, I'm holding the mic like a foot away from my mouth. And that's part of, I mean, that's part of what to do with the sensitivity. 
but it just it's moving. My arm is moving all over the place, and that's just a huge no-no. Like you don't move your arm if it's holding the mic. You need a steady distance, unless maybe you're gonna yell or scream or whisper. <laughs> um, then maybe you can move the mic in or out. But you gotta admit, all these problems we're getting from the world, we kind of give it back. As teens, we're pretty lazy. I mean, we're we're very stubborn. And we're really annoying. And hey, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm up here admitting it, okay? I'm 18 years old. Just oh, like I was 18 at the time. Oh, that's weird. I must have done my math wrong. And this is what everyone saw in me as I was growing up. Okay, so here's what I was doing. So this is, this is the, I just want to explain kind of the behind, like why I'm doing what I'm doing here. So first I start off with an action, get them, get, get them active and also to cement, to set up the payoff for later, um, which you'll see in just a few, you'll see in like 30 seconds or so. So the goal was to get them active and to set up um, my point uh, in about like a minute later. And then my next point was, okay, I set that, I set this up. I set up my, my introduction of the main point. So the introduction, we have our hook that that's what, what just happened. Um, that's what's happening right now. I'm, I'm phasing out of the hook right now and I'm going in to introducing my topic. Um, and so right now, and that's where the hook is as I, as I related it, I, I, oh boy, what am I thinking? I, 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 I got them active. I, so I hooked them in that way by getting them active and then I set up, I set up the payoff and now I'm relating myself to them. And so this is, I mean, you can usually relating yourself to the audience comes in a little bit later in the introduction, but for my story and the way I gave my speech, it just, it just, it just worked better to relate myself to the audience right now. And it gives me more credibility and it helps me just capture their attention. Especially at the age I was, I could say I'm a teenager just like you, and that piques their interest and like, oh, this teenager's coming and speaking to us. 12, 13, 14. Everyone saw just a normal, annoying, stubborn, lazy teen. See, so everything has been a, a setup. And I forgot, like, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed by how good this actually is. Because <laughs> I was expecting it just to be terrible because I just hate watching myself speak. I'm so critical of my own speeches. And I'm surprised how good this was. Is is a lot, is a setup, 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 and I'm paying it off. Um, and so I'm saying, look, as scenes, we look normal, we act normal. Like, the world views us as the same. Just stubborn, annoying teenagers. And I had a third, I don't think I, th I said the third bit. Um, what was it? A stubborn, annoying, uh, what else? I forget, it was years ago I was doing, this is this was my speech years ago. I'm setting up and now I'm paying it off. Watch this. Which or listen. Is, what everyone saw, that was wrong. Because what nobody knew was that from the age of 12, I was clinically depressed and suicidal. Here we go. Here's the payoff. I said, look, look around. Look around at the people around you. They all look normal. They all look like just teenagers. And we all, and the world views us as teenagers, you know, just stubborn, annoying kids, right? With not much to worry about and are just in general kind of a pain. And part of that too was an attempt at humor. It, some, it just, certain audiences it worked really well with but others it didn't and that's why i kind of dropped it um because it just didn't it, it worked sometimes but it's just complete hit or miss so it was an attempt at humor and you don't want a bad attempt at humor right off the bat it just doesn't work well it just it, you give a bad joke right at the beginning 
and the entire audience is go, oh no, I have to sit through this for the next hour. So you don't want a bad joke right at the beginning. It's better just to not tell any joke at all. Um, test out your jokes beforehand. That's one of the most important things you can do when it comes to joke telling. You do not want to test jokes out the first time on stage because it can just kill your speech's momentum. And so here's what I did, right? So I had them look around, and then boom, we're all normal. We're all, you know, we look normal. We just look all the same. I look this way too. I look just like you. But here's the underlying factor. Here's here, and here's where I introduce the topic: is that as a teen, I was I was I was depressed and suicidal. Here's a, and see how I transitioned from the hook. So the hook is a good a minute and a half, which is a little long. I'm surprised that my hook my hook. Um, nowadays is maybe 30 45 seconds um it's not that long at all i really get into the meat of the topic uh, depending on the speech um but so i set it up and so, so you see how the hook accomplishes multiple things um and i forgot how well this setup actually i'm kind of i might actually pull some stuff from this and add it to my current speech because i forgot how well this actually worked um but let's just just, just keep watching the intro and I'm not alone in that battle. And also notice the pause. Here, let me just go back a couple, 10 seconds. The age of 12. Okay, here we go. I was clinically depressed and suicidal. suicidal. Pun. Two. Three. And I'm not alone. Three seconds of pure silence. Me just looking around, examining the crowd, letting it sink in. We all look normal. I look normal. I'm not. Letting that sink in. Because all of a sudden... What are they wondering? Who else doesn't look normal? And then I hit it. I hit them again. So I hit them with something. They're shocked. They go, wow, you look normal. Other people, wait, who else that I just looked at aren't normal? And then, well, in that shock, I hit them again to let them know how serious this actually is. And this is really where you introduce a topic and you let them know this is why it's serious. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, more than one in four of all high school-age students are dealing with clinical depression. Here we go. So I said, look, you looked around, right? Wow. Who, who, who's not normal that I just looked at? And then boom, I hit him again. One in four of those people. That's the answer to your question. The question on everyone's mind, I just answered it with something even more shocking. So you see how I've answered so you see how I've transitioned them and I've gotten them to the point where they're listening, they're attentive and they're scared because they don't know. They're 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 like, "Okay, there's a real problem here. I didn't know that before. Now I have to listen because this is such a huge problem. I can't I can't believe it. I need to know more about this because I so they're worried about their friends. They're worried about the person sitting next to them. Might want to take another look. See, and then look around, look around and again. CDC goes on to say, That's something I change a little bit in my current speech. I say, look around again. Go ahead. Go ahead and look around. Because the CDC goes on to say, and then... One in 12 high school-age students have attempted suicide. So see, I hit them again. I say, look, look around. I'm digging them. I'm showing them. I'm pulling back the curtain saying, this is the problem. And I'm hitting them again and again and again. Especially with teenagers, you have to lay it out again and again and again for them to understand the problem. Because the problem also with teenagers, I'm going to throw a little bit of psychology, is that the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain responsible for reasoning and for, um, for what is it? Not punishment. It's um, for, for things. So 
their brain isn't fully developed, right? And so one thing they have a oh consequence. They have a, teenagers have a really hard time with consequences, and of course this I mean. With kids, you could see this, like in two-year-olds, they'll like throw something or like topple a, a something on top of themselves. And you're like, why would you do that? Because they're two. They don't understand that if you pull this down, it's going to fall on top of me. They don't know that yet. So the same thing with teenagers. Um, you'll see why, like you'll see like, why does this teenager do something so stupid? It's because the, the, the consequence really just hasn't sunk in it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really pop up it doesn't really it, it's they're seeing it for something from a completely different perspective than an adult would and so and it's important i mean even me right i'm 22 my brain is not yet fully developed until i'm 25 and so still i know that my reasoning and my consequence um not management what's the word i forget it's been two years since psych class uh, my my just my my ability to see consequences and view them is not as developed as it will be when i'm 25 and so that's important just to know especially when you're speaking to a younger audience is you have to show them the consequences again and again and again and again because it just takes a, a lot for it to really sink in for them to understand, emotionally understand. Go ahead, take a look. Because you never know. Those normal teens, I was a normal teen. And yet I suffer from this. And see, I take all of this out in my new speech. And that's why I'm here. It's to help you see... In my new speech, I just I just kind of go into, and that's why I'm here, and that's where it, it comes in the uh, the goodwill, um, and the and because the credibility was mixed in with the subject, and it's the the parts for this speech, especially because it's so story based, a lot of the hard lines, you know, if you look at my outline that I have, it's just it's very it's it's a little bit mixed up, just because that when something's so story based, you have to go with what fits the story best, not really what fits the outline best, and you have to mix things up a little bit and combine things because it fits the story well see this in yourself or even your friend because i realize three and four of you clinic uh speaking is not dealing with depression see how i messed up there and i just got thrown off my game i didn't know what to say next and so i stumbled a little bit but that doesn't mean you can zone out because you think oh this is never going to impact me because it will impact you even if, maybe it's not now maybe it'll be later in life maybe even in your late adulthood Oh, oh, I messed this up. Wait, I want to see what I say after, after this. I can almost guarantee you that. Oh no. And that's why I'm here. So here, here I messed up. I messed up here. Um, what what I meant to say, what I should have said, and what I say now, is that so just because the one in four of you, right, the three and four of you, statistically speaking, aren't depressed, will never be depressed. But that doesn't mean you can zone out because that person's sitting next to you because you have four people surrounding you, right? Front to back, left to left to right. Statistically speaking, one of them is depressed. Statistically speaking, there are, let's say, like in a crowd of, let's say, a thousand, right? I'm saying, like, statistically speaking, 100 of you have either attempted suicide or will attempt suicide. That's why you need to pay. That's why I'm here. That's why you need this information. And so that's... That's where I go with it now. I remember, I mean, I'm kind of remembering this now and how it's still workshop. It didn't feel right. And if you look at it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And I knew that and I, it took me a little bit to really figure that out when I was on stage. To help you see this. Even though I'm not a doctor or a therapist, heck, I'm yep, like 18 years old. I haven't even finished college yet. 
my, and attempt to relate and but to I show them also, like, I'm not here to fix you. I'm a teen just like you, and I made it out. And so can you. And there's my credibility statement. I'm a teen like you. I went through this just like many of you are. I made it out, and so can you. That's that's my huge credibility because back then, I hadn't spoken <laughs> to tens of thousands of people. I hadn't done one-on-one coaching with hundreds of people, and so I didn't have a whole lot of credibility to build upon. My only credibility was my story, and that's okay. And that's for a lot of you who are wondering about credibility, about like, I need credibility. Look. Look at this. I was being paid to give this talk and I was 18 years old and and my only credibility was my story. And you know the blog I started, my videos, you know, and that like the work I was doing, the project that I started, but that was my only credibility. And I was being paid to give this talk. And so just I mean, you just because you feel like you don't have, you have a lack of credibility doesn't mean you do. Um, you are an expert in you and what you know and what you have experienced. Use that. That's your credibility. So we're going to wrap up the intro in just a little bit. But first, I mean, I, I'm probably guess I'm guessing that most of you don't really know exactly what depression is because well, most people don't. Preview of main so points. I hope you recognize this and see how it's dangerous. Point number one. And once you can recognize this in someone. Transitioning. Transitioning to point number two. You have to feel how they're feeling. Because it's really hard. I mean, if you never dealt with this, it's almost impossible to understand exactly what it's like to go through every day dealing with this. And see, I, I lingered on way too long on this. But this isn't all doom and gloom. There is hope. Yep, transitioning to point number three. You can heal from this. And you can move on and lead a perfectly normal life, quote unquote, normal life, and find forgiveness. But as I said, first, you have to know exactly. And that's my introduction. And so, I mean, I this has already gone on um, a little longer than I planned on it being, um, but that's okay. Um, I'll, I'll probably go through the I'll, – I'll, I'll see if I can find my first speech and go through – I think the ending was really great. I, I, there's some points that I definitely remember that I want to pick out. I also want to show you uh, what it's like. If you sign up for my course, um, then you'll see I have some footage in there from my speech. I'll, I need to find it. Um, and I have in there to just to show like the way it was because the, the stage was awful. Um, it was just, it was just really, it was, it was a really, it was in a great setup. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't a great setup. Uh, it was really hard to work with. And so it was just a really different experience in this. This was a very professional, like everything was open. It was all set up really great. Um, a couple notes I wanted to make is that you'll see that I'm holding the mic a lot of times with two hands. Mainly, and that's just a show of nervousness because I was just, I didn't know how to handle the mic very well. I didn't really practice a whole lot. This is probably my seventh time ever holding a mic. Um, and so I didn't really know how to work with it. So I hold it with two hands a lot. I, I gripped it really close to the actual um, top part, the actual, the actual mic part. Um, which is, which is, it, it doesn't really, I mean, it depends on your, on your style, but I, I prefer to hold it lower so that way I can have my hand lower. It looks, it just looks more natural than having my hand like right at my mouth. Um, also, yeah, I mean, just the way I dressed, oh my gosh, I was wearing blue on blue. The video quality is pretty bad because it's a cheap camera and it was edited. I don't, is this even edited? I don't even know what this. Though this clip is. Though this is the edited clip. This is, and this is the the video that I sent to prospects. So this video I sent to prospects to book me to speak, 
and I can't believe this actually worked. I can't believe people booked me to speak after seeing this. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, looking over like just the very petty things that I noticed, um, I've been, I was told by someone um, that the, my first speech that I gave, I gave them the audio and they said it was the best speech, one of the best speeches they've ever heard. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's the thing was, I was, I'm just like, I'm critical of every single point of that speech that I gave. And so that, especially my first one, it's just, oh my gosh, the things I did. Um, yeah, but anyway, so this one, I mean, just some notes to take away from this. I hope you learned something about, you know, giving your introduction, um, kind of breaking down the different parts of my speech and how they all worked and how they flowed. Uh, some of them, a lot of the mistakes I made. Also, you'll you could see if you're watching the video, I have the podium in my way. Um, what I do now is I have the podium. I always move it back to the to back and to the left of the stage, and that's just where I always have my podium. It's always in the same place. That way, I make sure it's always there, and it never. And that way, I know exactly where it is, where it'll be, because I don't need my notes anymore. You see, in the speech, um, if if you watch the entire thing, you would see that I refer to my notes a lot because I don't have my speech memorized yet. I don't have the outline memorized. And so I just haven't given it enough. And I also was workshopping and I was still changing some things and learning how to write a speech, really, because my speech coach helped me write this one. And so I had to learn really to how to edit things on my own, how to develop my own speech, which I later did. So that was that was that was fun. I mean, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. I thought it'd be really cringy, but apparently it wasn't so cool. That's always good. Um, so this has been it for this episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. If you like this format, um, go ahead to the Communicate with Confidence podcast, episode 67. Leave a comment and say what you liked or maybe that you didn't like. Or maybe if you have something that you want to hear, you want me to analyze and break down someone else's speech, I will. I have a lot of videos planned um, for my YouTube channel especially, but also for the podcast. So stay tuned. You can also find information about my coaching. Get a free coaching session. If you go to the show notes there, click that button to schedule your free coaching session. It'd be awesome. With that, take care. I'll see you next time. And remember to always stay on the positive side of things.